Recently, we've seen some sharp downward moves in financial services stocks like those of Silicon Valley Bank, which is listed offshore, and Transaction Capital, which is listed on the JSE, each for their own unique reasons and each facing their own individual challenges. Silicon Valley Bank is now defunct and Transaction Capital share price is down to levels last seen at the height of the COVID stock market collapse. These are volatile and scary times. Are these transient developments or do they indicate something a little more systemic? Joining us to discuss these and other events in the markets is Wendy Myers, Head of Securities at PSG Wealth. Hi, Wendy. Welcome back. Uh, Can you start off with the developments in the financial services sector I mentioned in the intro, both locally and abroad? What are the lessons we can take away from these events and should investors have been prepared for developments such as we've just seen? Yeah, thanks, Kieran. Look, I think investors need to understand that volatility and market moves is a very necessary part of investing in shares, especially when investors consider short term. I think what is very real and what we're experiencing at the moment is that we are in the grips of unwinding the imbalances in the global monetary system after years of highly accommodative monetary policy. I think we used to refer to it as quantitative easing from a global perspective. So normalizing these interest rates certainly have had a profound impact in 2022, and they're continuing with that impact this year. And they are definitely a material driver of the volatility you've seen in the, in the two stocks that you've you've seen below. And we've been cautioning investors for some time to expect this volatility. So I think the real challenge for investors is to make sure they view their portfolios holistically, not panic and not make any poor investment decisions. I know we we at PSG beat this drum fairly regularly, but we always stress the importance of proper diversification as part of your broader risk management strategy. Okay, so don't panic and proper diversification. Maybe just break that down a little bit and what proper diversification actually looks like. So I think it starts with ensuring your portfolio includes a spread of shares across different sectors and geographies. So obviously geographies think local offshore. I think if you are in, have a high exposure to financial shares, then your portfolio is taking a little bit of, of strain. So naturally, we would recommend across multiple sectors and so not having a key or main exposure to financial stocks. And then I think it's important to consider the nature of the companies you select. So you'll need to look at the risk profile of each of those companies. You will remember, certainly in the COVID um, years, the, the, the high-risk stocks really showed material gains, and those stocks are taking pain because a lot of them um, you know, were these high-risk stocks, which are, were startup companies. So we typically recommend investors have not more than 5% of their total portfolio um, invested in these high-risk stocks. And, and in some cases, actually avoid it completely because you need to consider your own risk profile and your time to retirement. So I think what are these these events, uh, how do they force us to reassess our risk? Um, and I think that's really where you need to look at your portfolio in the context of how it's constructed and how it's set up for the long term. Um, I think, you know, equities will always remain a key asset class to build long-term wealth. So we certainly say to investors, 
don't avoid equities at all. I think it's it's more around how you view your holistic portfolio and making sure it's constructed to meet your, your long-term needs. I mean, if you look at the, the likes of transaction capital, which really has had a serious dump in price over the last few weeks, and you wonder, was there any signal that this could be coming? And I, I, a lot of people, I think, are saying no. But it does get back to the point that you made earlier, diversification, not having too much of your eggs in one particular stock. That's probably the only way that you can ride out a storm like this. Is that correct? Absolutely. And I think also don't make knee-jerk reactions. You know, I think we are, as investors, we're quite emotive and we don't like losses. Our, Our logic is always we buy the share and it's only go up. But I think making knee-jerk reactions to shares when they are having a bad spell because of these macroeconomic factors, it can have very detrimental impact um, on your long-term outcomes. So I think when you know your portfolio is well diversified, it takes some of that stress to react away from you. I think it takes away the need to want to tinker with your portfolio. And I think that's where we really do advocate the need for a financial advisor or a coach um, because they can help manage your, manage your behavior. Okay, so you mentioned earlier about diversification and, and across geographies, across currencies, across asset classes. I mean, spreading your, your funds as broadly as possible, uh, remaining with quality. But you just mentioned this point about a financial advisor. At what point do you bring in a financial advisor and what, would that finan- what role would that financial advisor play in the, in the development of your portfolio? So I think as you mature as an investor, and, and certainly as your portfolio tends to become more material, that's where I really would advocate a financial advisor. Because, you know, we spend a lot of time working towards our savings and investments, and we want to make sure it's well applied for the long term. So the the benefit of the financial advisor is really they will sit down with with you and and look at your portfolio on an annual basis and look to see how it's constructed for the long term. And this is where they would talk to you, the investor, around these macro events and what does it mean to the current construction of your portfolio and how you can make some well-adjusted rebalancing to make sure you better set up for the long term. And it's not about selling out of stocks. It's more around making sure that those stocks you're invested in are set up for the long term and where you need to take some profit off the table or even realize some small losses in the short term to be better set up for long-term gains, that's where the financial advisor assists you and they take some of the emotion out of it because they can be a lot more clinical in their decision-making. Indeed. Okay, we're going to leave it there. Thank you very much for that. That was Wendy Myers, Head of Securities at PSG Wealth.